uh, I wanted to talk today to you about uncommon power. Uncommon power. So interesting, uh, I had, uh, about a week or two ago, the Lord had shared this is what he wanted to talk about. Uh, I know we've been, the last few Resurrection Sundays, we've been talking about how are we living a life that God uh, died for, you know, and the fact that he can resurrect us from wherever we are. From wherever we are, he can resurrect us from there, um, which, is, <laughs> which is a phenomenal thing, you know, uh, because we find ourselves in some very interesting places. And in, when we lean to our understanding, we go, I blew it. I worked in corrections. I remember the young men used to say, uh, well, I done blown it already, 16, 17 years old. And I first thought, you know, when I worked at maximum security, I was 30-something years old. I was like, well, man, if, if your life's over, I'm in trouble. I'm ancient. <laughs> uh, but, but in reality, God knows uh, because of our humanness, sometimes we'll slip, sometimes we'll fall, sometimes we'll miss it. Uh, sometimes we'll get into self. Sometimes we'll miss it. And because we don't like mistakes, we'll try to keep fixing it and dig a deeper and deeper hole. But for wherever position you find yourself in, God will resurrect you from there. And we have been talking about that. Well, how does he do this? He does this because he operates in an uncommon power. You know, housing that power is the love you need. Housing that power is the patience you need. Housing that power is the wisdom you need, the understanding you need, the insight you need. Housing that power is the mercy you need. Right? It's uncommon the way he operates in power. So I wanted to, to read here. Let's go to Matthew 28. Matthew 28. You know, last three or four weeks we've been talking about being content in God. And this, this right here is one of the reasons why we can be content. Actually, after this plan was, was finished, it set the stage for us to be content in God. All right, so Matthew 20, 28, we're going to read uh, verses 18 through 20 here. It says, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, look at this, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. All power. He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations, all people, baptizing and submerging them in the name of the Father and the character, the honor, the authority of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even into the end of the world. Look, I'm with you always. But I'm not just with you. This all power is with you. (laughs) This all power, which we'll find out here in a few, this uncommon power is with you. So when it says uh, all power is given unto me, that word, if you uh, break it down in the Greek, is authority. All authority is given to me. And the one thing about somebody that has all power, they can disperse that power. Somebody that has all, see, the person that has authority, all authority can authorize. What is the, uh, it's the song, I know y'all probably don't listen to this kind of music, but it may be more like some people don't listen to this kind of music. That's unfair. Uh, but uh, no, 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 what's it? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's by Keith Moore. It's kind of a Southern gospel type song. Uh, they used to sing in the back in the day in the Holy Ghost meetings. So it was called Demons Are Afraid of Me. 
They're like, demons are afraid of me. Demons are afraid of me. He says, he says uh, I found that the key that to set captives free, demons are afraid of me. Right? It says, in the name of Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb, I've been given the power to order demons around. Make no difference there. Their power makes no difference there their size, but in the name of Jesus, I've been authorized, <laughs> right? This is demons are afraid of me, <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's a little catchy, demons are afraid, <laughs> right? But he's saying, but, but when it got to that part, uh, uh, I've been authorized, you know, it's, you, yeah, you ever hear, uh, see toy cops or mall cops walk around, you know, sticking their chest out, trying to order you around, you know, because um, they never had authority in their life. Uh, not all, Mark, Mark, I'm just saying, but you've seen some, hey, hey, go over there, come back, don't go through that door, you know, and, um, but, but in reality, some of those guys walk, they have badges, they give them badges, and they walk around in everyday life with these badges and try to order people around, you know, you know, like, you know, just like in everyday life, they'll just walk around, hold on, but, but I noticed something, in everyday life, outside of that mall, people don't respond to them. Because they go, you ain't got no power. You don't have no authority. See, it's one thing about an officer. An officer has a badge, but he's been authorized to make arrests, to, to, to bind you up if he has to. <laughs> right? He's been authorized to stop you while you're driving. Stand right in front of you. Right? But, but, and, and we've been authorized to do some things because it is all power. But I noticed the person with authority that was able to authorize us, after verse 18, he said, go ye therefore. Mm-hmm. See, see, when you re- read the word go ye therefore, it's predicated on the previous verse. Because I have all power, go ye therefore, and, and look, look, and teach all nations about this power. Baptize them in the name. Now, now name of course, means honor and character, but it also means in the authority of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Look, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. So, so now, because I have this power, you can go out and you can actually connect others to this power too, right? To this, uh, which we'll find out here, uncommon power. So all power, all authority is given unto me. So this wasn't personal power. This wasn't positional power. You know, personal power is when in your house or in your space, you got a little funky attitude and you always, you know, ordering people around. That's your little personal power. Right? Outside of your space, ain't nobody listening to you. Right? They're barely listening to you in your space. Right? And positional power. You know, you, you, we just talked about the mall cop, but you have the person that's the, you know, they get a title could be manager, CEO. They flip the script because they don't know, you know, they don't know they're supposed to lead, not Lord, right? And so, so that's the positional power. But this uncommon power is different. It's that binding and loosing power, right? So Christ was saying, this power is power to me through you. It's power to me through you, right? He says, so it's authority to authorize you to do something. And so now he's saying, when he says go, he says, now go and plug up others. Go and plug up others to this power. So this is not just ordinary power. You know, when you, you think of uncommon power, it's not ordinary power. 
Uh, ordinary powers is facilitated through man's knowledge and strength. It's exalting self. That's ordinary power. When we exalt self, right? All right. That's, what, that's why it's hard sometimes for us to uh, take up our cross. What's your scripture? Deny your what? Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. It's kind of hard for us to do that uh, because we're always thinking about ourselves. Matter of fact, there's people sitting in church that at, at, right now may have a little uneasy attitude, driving on the way to church or, or a conversation they had earlier or perspective, right? But that was about self, wasn't it? See, we think the nice self is, okay, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I got some here. I'm a, here, let me get some tissue for you. Brother, let me get some tissue for you. You know, see, I deny self. I got some tissue from Vincent Lamar. <laughs> see, see that's, that's all we think, or, or here we go, here we go. You know what, well, you look a little parched. You're singing, screaming, and carrying on. Here you go. Here, sister, let me get you some water. Right? So see, that's, see, that's as far as we're going with denying self. We're going to do our little twos and fews, you know, things, you know. Here, you want a couple of dollars? Let me give you a couple of dollars, right? But can we deny ourselves, like, when we get our little funky attitudes? When somebody hits us the wrong way and our first thought is to get offended. Can we deny ourselves there? Matter of fact, when was the last time a fence rose up and you buried it and crucified it. I'm talking about, does it take a lot for you to bury a fence or, does, or, or you're only selfless until you get offended? Right? Just I, think, think about it for a second. So this, 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 uh, this uncommon power is not just this exalting self-power. But it's power from God, facilitated through God's wisdom and weakness, the reduction of self. This uncommon power is the reduction of self. Now, I know y'all saw Lou walking around here with the stripes and the blood, and some of y'all have seen the movie. Man, that's, that's the reduction of self at a whole nother level, right? And so, now, are we being asked to do exactly what Christ did? How many people will get in line for that? But we're asked to deny ourselves. That's our crucifixion. That's how we tap plug into this uncommon power. Can we do that? So, Ms. Lamar, you said amen, so you're making an effort to do it, right? All right. You know, everybody wasn't here at 6 o'clock. So some of y'all should be, you know, well-rested. We ain't had no 9.15. You should be, (laughs) you should be jumping for joy, right? (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, everybody, I, I've been up since, what, four, went to bed at two. All right, so, all right, so that's you. Ain't going to do it with me, brother. <laughs> I need my 10 hours. <laughs> I don't get my 10 hours. I'm, you know, I'm cranky. <laughs> at least 10 hours of sleep. <laughs> All right, so let's go to uh, Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Right, listen, just trying to, you know, resurrect some folk here. That's all. Right, this is another angle of this, this conversation about authority and power. 
Uh, verse 15, it says, And he said unto them, Go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So remember, he just said to go and plug everybody up. Verse 16, it says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth and is submerged in me shall experience this power. That word saves means wholeness. Uh, uh, having whatever you need, and that's including the authority. It says, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So let's say if our whole life was predicated on that one scripture, believing or believing not. That's it. We're, we didn't get a chance to read no other scriptures. Our whole life, whether we're going to walk in power and authority or be damned, is predicated on, on this scripture. That's it. Well, no other scripture. How we doing? Who's walking in authority and who's damned? Because it just says believe and believe or not, right? It didn't make it complicated for us. And so let's say if you feel, uh, I know that's a strong word, feeling damned. uh, But let's say if you feel like that or you feel like things aren't going well, right? I mean, that's, 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 that's uncomfortable. But sometimes we go, I can't believe God would allow this to happen. But have we been believing? See, so, so, so uh, this morning, I, I grabbed my tablet, and I realized that the power was low, like 20%. So I said, well, you know, while we're getting ready, I'll just plug it up. So I plugged it up, did some things, came back. It was still at 20%. And so you know what I did? God, I can't believe you let this thing be at 20%. How are you going to let my tablet be? I got to preach. I need the tablet. What's wrong with you, God? That's not what I did. I said, something must be wrong. Maybe the power just had must not have been plugged in. And I looked and I realized I never pushed it in all the way. So it was in right proximity. It was in the socket. Everything seemed connected. But it needed that last push. And then I heard, doom. <laughs> right? And so... Some of us look at our lives, and it seems like our power is at the same place it was before. But we say, wait a minute. But I'm at church. Pastor Mel over here trying to get into the sermon. She says, so is the pews. (laughs) So... This is a remix. Like, you know how Jamal stepped in? Pastor Mel stepped in, you know, just did, you know, she did a little rap. <laughs> All right, so, so here we're, I'm at church and I, I read, I'm doing these things. How come my power's the same? Could it be? It's not totally connected. It needs that, that next push. Right? It ain't God. The uncommon power is available for us all. But sometimes we need that next push. But, you know, sometimes it's not we're not pushing because we're evil or we some bad people. Okay, so, so everybody's been raised here differently, right? So some of us have been raised, what do you call that, a silver spoon? So you know how silver, silver spoon, people just, what? What did you say? Zeno. <laughs> she said, give you what you want. Right, but then some people may not have been silver spoon, but let's say halfway, you know, you get what you want, but you still got to work for some things, right? But then you yeah, got some people ain't even got nothing. 
But I noticed something. The people that ain't got nothing, they appreciate the littlest things. They're just the littlest, simplest things. But I noticed the people that have everything take a lot for granted. Not because they try, they're tripping. They just never had to consider nobody. Like, my, uh, uh, my son is the only child. To give you a shout-out, Mondale Sr., right? And so I remember as he started to grow, especially when he got married, I said, uh, I said, son, like, I know you're not used to sharing, but you're going to have to consider other people. See, he, he never had to share. So it wasn't like he was an evil person. There was no one else around. Like, you got, you got brothers and sisters. You go, hey, 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 let them have that. Go ahead, give them some too. Take them with you. Oh, no, no, no. You ain't eating all that by yourself. Don't eat it all. Save some for Junior, right? But if you by yourself, you ain't getting that conversation. So suppose you grow as an adult and no one never shows you to consider others. At a default, what? You waiting for people to give you stuff. And if they don't, you're going to do what you did at the house, right? You're going to either what? Catch an attitude, pout, throw a fit. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about? At, okay, if y'all know what I'm talking about, ask your spouse what happened this week. <laughs> right? But, but you, I saw that. I saw that back there, y'all. I'm paying attention. <laughs> All right, so, so listen. So, so same thing in the kingdom, like sometimes we take things for granted. And we're in proximity, but we're not, we're not doing all that we can to really plug in. And so we're missing out because we're not even inquiring, is there more? We're, we, we're not inquiring. We just go, I'm positive. I ain't killing nobody. Right? Y'all already know, y'all know my line is about that, right? As if that was an option. All right, so, 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 so when I was thinking about this, this uncommon power, how it's not about exalting self and it's about reduction of self, I was thinking of Isaiah 40, 29. Isaiah 40, 29. Now, it's this very interesting scripture because it's uncommon. It says he'll give power to the faint. To them that have no might, he'll give strength. Like, so, so he said when we come to the end of ourselves, we plug in, we got a generator that kicks in, a spiritual generator. It's, it's an amazing scripture because remember I was telling, the other, telling you the other week, you know how when you've gone through a lot in your life and you finally get control of your life? which most of us in this room probably say we got to a place where we're in control. And then Christ tells you to, to uh, what was the song? To give it up. That's when he'll bless you. Amen. You know, the L.A. Mass Choir song. And you didn't work so hard to finally be in control. And you don't really trust letting go like that. You know, and, but this, this, that scripture says he'll give power to the faint. That word faint means to those that are tempted to give up. It says, to them that have no might, he will give strength. So, again, this uncommon power is different. Uh, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, 4, and 5, he says, My preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but was, in, but, but was in demonstration of power. It says that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 
right? This is, it says, but it says, it says, not with enticing words. See, so we, 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 you ever, uh, so I worked in corrections in two places in Ohio and New York. And so I remember when I first came in New York, uh, they didn't, it, up, up in the Northeast, it wasn't all about Crips and Bloods, at least back then, maybe it is now. But, but people still had, you know, could have been a Supreme Team of Queens. Uh, it was a lot of drug rings. All right. So the guys would come in and the kids came from lower Manhattan, which is the boroughs, Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx, and, and all that. Uh, the, the whole Manhattan is an island. But then you had kids came from upstate New York, Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo. And the kids from uh, down, downstate would run the kids from upstate. And so we had this young man, uh, he's from Brooklyn, and he ran the whole unit. So I was cool with that as long as they got what I wanted to get done. Now, when you came against me, then, then now, now things are shifting. So, I, so this is how I would combat if the young man flipped on me. I would go, so let me get this right. I'll go around the whole day. I said, so let me get this right. So you're going to break bad on me. I said, I don't know why they're following you. I have no idea why they're following you. You ain't got no knockout record. Like, you ain't touched nobody in here. So, and, and, and the kids, privately, shh, shh, shh. So, this whole time, this kid is running an institution based on words. Based on man's wisdom. He's making it look like he's going to do things. That's how I got through the hood. I faked a whole lot of stuff. Hey, don't let me tell you no more. I'm punching your face. I'm not punching nobody in the face. But the person didn't even, you know, they would go for it. Hey, hey, don't let me tell you again now. That's a little bit too much. You know, or I walk in the room. If I hear my name out your mouth again, I'm going to punch in your face. I walk out. And so all, all, the, boy, all the fellas would be like, ooh, yo, man, you better chill out, man. Keith don't play. Based on what? Based on playing a good, a good role? <laughs> so that's, that's, that's power through man's wisdom. That's, 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 or what is it? Talk is cheap. But if I ran into the right situation, which I'm 50-something years old, it didn't happen. <laughs> I ran into the right situation. I would have had to back up those words. Man's wisdom don't have no backup to it. It's just talk. It's just talk. God, demonstration of power. When God gives you authority, it's different. If, if, if you take on a, the calling of God, you know, everybody want to be in ministry now, you know. I'm going to get to this. But you take on a calling of God, Right? You have some people that God sends, and you have some people that put themselves in position. The challenge is, if you're in a position, lives are going to need you to hear from God. You can't fake hearing from God. You got to come up with a word that's customized for somebody's life that you didn't even know was showing up today. You can't fake that. Somebody's going to need healing. Right? Somebody's going to have a stage four cancer in your church. Mm-hmm. 
You can't fake praying for that person. You can't be like, stage four cancer. Oh, man. Well, sister, we believe you'll be okay. <laughs> Babe, let's go. The person got cancer. They might want us to pray. No, you have to, you have to know the person with the authority. You have to be plugged into that authority. When you walk into the hospital, you can't just walk into the hospital on pretense and, and some cute little, hey, amen, we believe you'll be all right. Well, you know, hey, God doesn't know all the answers in everybody's situation. So, so, so no, you got to walk in there, walking in there where sickness and disease start shaking. It's the, oh, man, it's one of them. It's one of them up in here. Before you move, sickness and disease start moving. You got to be able to walk in an environment. If some God sends you on a campus, the whole campus got to start jumping around and shaking and moving. Young men that has never seen Jesus have to open up to the Holy Spirit. That doesn't happen with, with man's wisdom. You got to know God. All those situations I, I, I just shared with you actually happen. Every situation. Okay. Not because Pastor Keith is sweet. No, I'm plugged up to the source. God, when Jesus cursed the fig tree, Jesus didn't say, what? You ain't seen that before, did you? Talk to him. Tell me. Let me say, when you ever seen that? He didn't even stop like we do to go, man, you see that, man? Yo, yo, you see that? Yo, I just spoke to that bad boy. What? Son. What, Son. You ain't never seen that. He didn't do that. He spoke and moved. When they came back, they spoke about it. Let another man praise thee, not with thine own mouth, not with thine own lips. And when they talked about it, he still didn't go, yeah, well, you know, what? That's what I do. See, because I'm confident, like this is what we do. Well, I'm confident in God. And when I'm, because of my confidence, um, you know, I'm able to, to manifest fig trees being cursed. He didn't do that either. You know what he said? Have faith in God. You know what he was saying? Plug yourself up to the same thing I'm plugged up to. That's what he was saying. Have faith in God. Right? And so, so, so again, this is uncommon power because everything we're taught in man's wisdom, uh, to be strong in yourself, to don't trust no one, right? All those, hey, 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 this is a good one. Y'all know this one, right? Oh, they ain't going to just be playing me. Ain't nobody going to play me. I ain't the one, right? That's, that's, that's man's wisdom, right? That's not, that's not the, you don't get no uncommon power from that. You probably get your head knocked off from that, but you won't get no uncommon power from that. Right, so, so, so here, look at here, 2 Corinthians 12, because this is different. I mean, when I was reading through this, I was like, wow, man, if we can really get a hold of this. Um, it's, and it's, it can seem difficult, but it's not. Um, and when I mean seem difficult, if we lean to our understanding of man's wisdom, it is difficult because you say to yourself, I can't do that. But if you yield to God, be confident in this very thing that he's going to do work in you will perform it to the day of Christ Jesus, right? In Philippians 1.6. So uh, 2 Corinthians 12, we've read this 
plenty of times here at this church. <clears throat> but look, look later. Now, it's, it's going to open up with getting rid of the man's wisdom from the door, the highest level of man's wisdom. Look, it says, I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Oh, I'm sorry, verse 7. 2 Corinthians 12, 7. I apologize. The people online, they had it already. Right? It says, and it says, lest I should, then it said again, lest I should be exalted above measure. So it's saying like, exalted above measure, lest my flesh should be in the way and start to sever my connection with God's power. So God allowed Satan to keep my flesh under, myself under, so I can stay connected to the power. Right? It says, uh, uh, verse 8, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. Right? Man, free, free up my, my, my exhortation, you know. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. When all of you are gone, when you're totally empty of self. It says, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in infirmities that, look, look, ah, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So that uncommon power will rest, rest no, no, not just touch me in a moment. Rest upon me. Right? It says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, that's uncommon, ain't it? Because that's not how we operate in man's. We're, even as we grow in the kingdom, we're always looking for opportunity to exalt ourselves. We always look for opportunity to shine. Let's, let's say you didn't, things didn't go exactly the way you thought it was. Then you couldn't shine. But who's to say it, it didn't go exactly the way God wanted it to go? We used to have this conversation as my wife has been growing as a, she's a wonderful psalmist. But so she was saying, especially we was at the other church, she was saying, right? And then she would come, babe, uh, this note didn't go right, that note didn't go right. I said, I don't know what building you've been in, but this whole atmosphere changed. And then she would go, yeah, yeah, but this, that, that. I said, babe, so, so what are we doing now? Who's the person that should be assessing this thing? God. So in all of our situations, we're in the same boat. It may not go the way it would be pleasing to you, but who's to say it didn't go the way it pleased God? Right? In your time of weakness, see, that means when you was weak, what did you do? Uh, we were, uh, they had the wedding yesterday. Um, we'll talk about that in a second, too. We had a wedding yesterday, and so at the end, we do a blessing. So spoke a blessing, and Pastor Mel started speaking. I saw, I saw the shift. Like, I saw the shift. So she was speaking, and she was, you know, so, again, it's, it's no script, right? But I saw when she, she didn't know what to say. She didn't have nothing. Holy Spirit kicked in, power of God kicked in, and words just start coming out that was customized for that couple's life, right? That's what God wants to do. But let's say if she stopped to evaluate it. Man, I ain't really, I ain't really know what to say. Man, I ain't really, you know, I, I would have, I really wanted to, maybe I should have had something written down. No, 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 that would have been what she wanted to say. And they probably were like, those are some eloquent words. 
That was nice. That was cute. No, 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 no. But the power of God flow. And this is what God wants to do to us. So it's not power through exaltation. <laughs> it's power through humiliation. Wow. Now that's uncommon. But the scripture says, humble yourself in the sight of God. He'll what? Exalt you in due time. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? It's humiliation. Living in humility. <laughs> See, but in, in, in man's wisdom, humiliation is like, whoa, almost got me, man. Humiliation almost got me. We try to run from it. Well, we, we don't realize we're running from power. See, we think humility is this. No, it's okay. It's all right. No, no, it's all right. No, 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 no. No, no, That's what we think humility is. No, no, but actually true humility looks like power. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> true humility looks powerful. Right? And some of us can't experience the full uncommon power because we're not in full humility. Right? <laughs> she got you got me on that one. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's resurrection through uncommon death. Willing to give. See, Christ was willing to give his life for the sins of the world. It was John 3.16. What? For God what? So loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believe in him. What? So now parents have everlasting life. Right? And so that's uncommon love, which is packaged in that power. Right, and so <laughs> you ain't giving your life to death for others' lives unless you're operating in uncommon love. And you're not doing it unless you have an uncommon power, an uncommon strength to love beyond the circumstances. All right, uh, right now, um, you know, uh, class exercise, there's somebody right now has rubbed you the wrong way. Somebody right now been coming at you cr- was that amen? Coming at, you, coming at you crazy, right? Uh, could be a family member like, okay, if, if, if y'all getting a get-together and they coming, you, uh, I don't know. Uh, I have to check my schedule. Any other family get-together, be like, oh, I'm there. But if this person coming, I have to check my schedule. It takes a whole lot of strength to love that person, don't it? It takes some uncommon power to love that person. But if we operate in uncommon humiliation, you can love that person too, and you can love that person through. They got to get through that. God is looking for someone to embrace uncommon power to help the person that don't nobody want to be around or talk to. See, because what's the easiest thing? They rub you. Well, no, I can't use you. (laughs) I love you. So, oh, Pete over here, you know, Pete always getting in trouble. So, Pete over here rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, right there. Not you, Ed. Pete. Pete's sitting in front of you. <laughs> Ed's like, you know, make sure y'all get that right. He's pointing to Pete, not me. Right? <laughs> and so, 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 Pete rubs me the wrong way. And so, I can operate in power and go, help me out, Pete. So, so I, I, I saw your response. So was that an edge or did I do something? 
Because I'm trying to figure out why you respond that way. Come on, Pete, talk to me. Right? Or I can do this. Pete be tripping, man. Did you, you ever seen the attitude Pete had? Man, you can't say nothing to that dude, man. Here he come now. Let's go. I can do that. One of them is powerful and one of them is weakness. <laughs> I did it for you. I did it for you. I, I felt you on the inside, so I did it for you. Help you out. Because sometimes you got to let it go, you know, so I let it go for you. <laughs> you ain't picked that up? I did. See, this is the thing. Some of us won't decrease enough to receive power. We won't decrease enough to receive power. And sometimes if we do decrease, uh, some of us won't be still enough in obedience, to be filled with uncommon power. And look, look here at uh, Isaiah. I think it's, we already went through verse 29, but I wanted to read the progression of that scripture. Isaiah 40, uh, just because I like the scripture, we'll read 29 again. Uh, but we're going to focus on verse 31. It says, he gives power to the faint. To them that have no might, he, he increases strength. So even the youths, youths shall faint or be tempted to give up or give up be, and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. So he's saying that people are, it's, it's, it's inevitable living in this world that you'll be tempted to quit or to give up. It says, but, look, 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 look. but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. It says, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint, not give up. Now, the interesting thing is, remember, we said some people won't decrease enough to get that uncommon power. Some people have decreased a little bit, but they won't stand still and wait on the Lord. The Lord puts us in positions where we have an opportunity to be faithful and to serve, and we get antsy, and we get out of position when God's trying to pour more strength on us. You got to let it take, man. (laughs) <laughs> you got to let it take. And see, see <laughs> it's, 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 it's uncommon power we're trying to get. So it's not enough that, that, that we do good deeds and things of that nature. God, God wants to use quite a few people in here to shake up the world. And I know what the thought is. Oh, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good over here. I'll just, you guys go shake the world up. I'll just be good over here. <laughs> But it's really not like based on our assessment of what we think we can do or what we want to do. It's based on our design, as we were talking about on Wednesday, chiseled image, right? And, it's, and, and it's, it takes a power to yield and to stay in it while you're being offered all these things you probably can do or things that seem admirable. Or, or, or we talked about this the other day, the things where you can go, hey, how you doing? Hey, haven't seen you in a long time. How you been? Yeah, what you doing in life, you know? Oh, you're a pastor. Oh, you know, yeah, I just was promoted to the uh, assistant to the VP of the uh, department. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, hey, how you doing today? Haven't seen you in a while. Just, what, what you doing in your life? Oh, assistant VP. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I just started my own business, you know. I've been working my own business for a while, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, just doing good in life. Hey, Business in the same place, doing the same thing for the last 20 years. But just so we can go around and say, I got a business. What? Why? 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 See, it was a good idea, but 
What happened to the passion for it to flourish? See, see that uncommon power, that uncommon love wasn't involved because it's not what God told you to do. See, everything is predicated, what did God tell you to do? It doesn't make a difference what everybody's doing and everybody's position. It doesn't, listen, so we're all in the same family here, okay? All the same family. So for this intended purpose today, uh, you got uh, Paul Bradley and Ma Bradley, right? <laughs> and we got brothers and sisters, right? And, but everybody wasn't birthed here at the ministry at the same time, right? Everybody came different times, different ages, right? Diff- you know, you know good and well, certain times, ages, people do things. Actually, when I graduated from eighth grade, my sister was graduating from, from high school at the same time. My brother was a freshman in college. There's things they could do, couldn't do. Matter of fact, we had these jobs we showed up. It was summer jobs. People from Jersey know the Speedy program, right? So we had the Speedy job. So well, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. So but they, 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 they weren't there. They still got paid, though. I, I ain't see my, I ain't see the, the older ones, but, but, I, but I'm just getting a job. You know, I'm, I'm a little young dude, so, so I was in a different position. So here, and, and guess what? We all have, since we came at different time, we had different birthdays, right? Everybody got different birthdays. So, you know, birthdays, you get presents and gifts and things like that. But guess what? Everybody don't have the same birthday at the same time. So, so, so quite a few of us are going to have to celebrate the other people with birthdays, right? Quite a few of us are going to have to celebrate the other people that got married, right? Amen. See, I slipped that in there. It's a little master mix, right? right? So quite a few of us are going to have to celebrate other people's promotions, other people's houses, other people's ministries, right? But it takes power to do that because you're so tempted to think about yourself. Oh, we're so tempted to think about ourselves. That's a better way of saying it, right? Right? But it, But... Everybody got a different birthday. It's just reality. And so, you know, somebody's, so, so, uh, uh, everybody's going, some, so, somebody might be older than other person, they're going to go to high school before them. You just can't. So, 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 you about to graduate high school this year. BJ can't just graduate high school because his sister graduated high school. He got to wait his turn. You driving too. And you working. And you buying stuff. And you wearing your bling. Like you now, right? You know, BJ just can't. Well, I don't understand why she gets to do these. It's two different ages. BJ gonna get his turn, and the interesting thing, when he get his turn, won't be nobody to share it with. (laughs) Well, that's not necessarily true. (laughs) Mama was like, well, (laughs) you never know how, you know, how future marriages work, you know, come with extra kids. All right, so... But, but my point is, two different ages, right? Two different ages, two different flows, right? Same thing with us. You got different people. We just can't, this person is at a certain place in their, their ministry. You just can't start a ministry. You just can't start a business just because somebody doing it. You just can't go out and buy a car. Did you check their budget? You going out buying a car because they bought a car, but they budgeted to buy that car. You're buying a car because they bought one. You understand what I'm saying? But it takes uncommon power to do that. To wait your turn. To wait on the Lord. 
and let him lift you up. You see what I'm saying? Okay, all right, all right. All right. See, uncommon power is sent power, right? It's sent, I'm going to explain. It's sent power. It's, it's resurrection power. Uh, it's appointed power. You know, uh, Jamal, interesting enough, Jamal taught on the uncommon man for guy talk. So when I saw it, I called him. I said, who's doing guy talk? He said, I am. I said, uncommon man. I said, you know, tomorrow I'm teaching on uncommon power. But one of the things he talked about when he was uh, teaching yesterday was he was talking about waiting on our appointments, right? But you said the anointed are appointed. I was listening. Got, I wrote it down. The anointed are appointed. So he was using David and how there was a whole lot of people. Samuel came to anoint king, but none of the people that looked like they was, they was supposed to be kings got, got anointed. David out there in the sheep, the one that was prepared for it by God, the one that didn't seem to be obvious, the one that was called ready in the Bible, he's the one that got anointed. So, 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 and so we talked about yesterday, we don't, we don't, very few people wait on appointments these days. Very few people allow themselves to be sent these days. Look here, Romans, because uh, it's, it's uncommon, right? In our culture, it's uncommon to, to wait on the Lord. You know, you know that, that word, wait on the Lord, is similar to when you go to a restaurant, what is the way to do? They serve you, right? Serve the Lord, right? And, and, and let him, yeah, all right, let's, let's look at it. I'll give you the scriptures. What did I tell you to turn? Romans 10. So, so this is after, you know, you read the scripture, you confess your mouth, Lord Jesus, believe God raised from the dead, you shall be saved. Right? Right? This is after that passage. And we'll start here at verse 13. It says, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right? We've heard that before. It says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed, right? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Look, look. And how shall they preach except they be sent? Except they be sent, as is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things, Right? Now, you notice it says, except they be sent. But very few people wait on being sent these days. Right? And so the goal is for people to believe. You know, if you keep on reading, verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Very few people believe because very few. uh, I think think, uh, me and Lou was talking about, I was talking to somebody else about this, but Lou was talking about earlier how he was, uh, talking to one of his friends and he was saying how the word is becoming real to him. Like the, the things God is saying is actually becoming real. Well, that's God shifting him into a place where he can use him at, at a whole nother level in ministry because it's real. It's not just about uh, enticing words of man's wisdom. It's not about eloquence. It's not about being a good orator. It's really about uh, God is real and I want to share the real God with other people so he's real to them too. 
And so that sent person does that. But that's similar to what Jamal said about the appointed person. Very few people wait on being appointed. Man, people who pop up, they got all types of stuff. People pop up, they got business ministries, all types of stuff. And they wonder why is it taking so long because they didn't wait on God to send them. They didn't, look, look, they didn't trust God. They didn't stay buried until he resurrected them. And so you notice, uh, so, so you notice about plants. So obviously this is not planted in that pot. You got to figure that out, I'm sure. But if a plant is planted in whatever soil for it to flourish, you notice you just can't pick it up the next day put it somewhere else. Pick it up, pick it up. Just keep, just, you know, like traveling, planting, <laughs> right? It has to stay locked into that soil until those roots go deep enough so it can get the resources so it can, it can elevate and flourish at higher levels. And I watched these trees out here because uh, uh, we walked the property the other day just to see, get vision, to see what possibly be can done, you know, done because there's a total of 21 acres around here. And so I, uh, I thought about we had walked another property. I think it was 23 acres near where we used to live. And so the guy said, he said, man, I had cleaned all this out. So he said, he said, I had cleaned all the trees out. And so when we was looking, we saw trees. I was like, I said, so how do these trees get back here? He said, he said, if you look at all these, look like shrubs and weeds, whatever you see, if you just leave them unattended, that's your forest. That's where your forest comes from. And, and, and the thing is, but you notice, they don't complain, they don't jump around, they stay locked in and rooted, and they flourish because they're rooted. It happens to weeds as well as good, good crop. So, so why, can't, why don't we get it? Why don't, you know, the scripture says, they that plant in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the course of our God. I was thinking through this, uh, let's go... Uh, Philippians 3, I want you to go to Philippians 3, but I'm going to reference Galatians 4, 1 and 2 because it's, the, uh, it's, it's one of the foundational scriptures for the church. You know, the heir differeth, differeth nothing from a servant as long as he's a child, but is under tutors and governors to the point in time of the father. So that's your scripture, right, Jamal? Appointment. But under, we're under teachers, trainers until God's appointed time. We're staying locked in and planted until God sends us. We're staying until God appoints us. We're staying until God moves us. And, and I referenced this because Jamal was giving somewhat of his testimony yesterday. And, I, and so he, he just got a job offer for a promotion. He got a job offer for a promotion. An interesting thing, he got a job offer for a promotion from a job that he worked for that, that he made some mistakes. This was his testimony yesterday with God Talk. Well, what I said and what I saw was, the job that he has now, they called you, right? So you couldn't orchestrate that if you tried. So without your hustle, without your gift to gab, without you, every time the dude uh, goes to lunch, you, you in the cafeteria, hey, I was just having to, we, we eat at the same time. How's that? What a coincidence. You find out where the person hangs out and you just happen to be showing up, shopping where the person's shopping. You ain't do all that, did you? Right. Actually, but I watch you. You started to plant yourself in God. And it showed up. You started seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things were added. I, I, same thing with your wife. Like, and then y'all just gave a testimony, right? It was, it was like, 
Uh, we got a testimony, got a promotion, more money than I had. And then Jamal got, and matter of fact, I think the testimony was like, and Jamal got a promotion too. Almost like honorable mention, you know. You know, yeah, and he got a promotion, but, but collectively it was shared, and he got a promotion too. So collectively, we, our family has this much money, right? And then right behind that, somebody calls you. You couldn't have planned this stuff. As a matter of fact, none of the promotions you guys could have planned. There's nothing you could have done to make those things happen. Well, you did have to submit to God and, you know, yield to the Holy Spirit in the interviews. You had to do that part. So, so this is what I'm saying. God is trying to, um, he's trying to hook us up, right? All right, so, so Ms. Lamar, you mentioned this. I guess you guys are really flowing here because you mentioned this without even knowing I was going to talk about it. But Philippians 3, and we'll start here, verse 10. Philippians 3, verse 10. It says, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Now, we get the power of his resurrection part, but, but the fellowship of his sufferings, that, that, that bothers us. It says, being made conformable to his death. So he even took it a step further. It says, if by any means I may obtain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I have already obtained, either were already perfect, but I follow after that I may apprehend for that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. So, so, so this, to, to, to embrace ourselves with this uncommon power, the power of the resurrection, we fellowship with his suffering. Now, we're not talking about suffering like, you know, of course, like I said, what Lou went through. Um, uh, depicting Christ as being whipped and beat, but that word suffering is a, is kind of like a it's, it means restrained retaliation, and so so it's it's a uh, I have the power to move, I have the power to uh, uh, to to get out of this uncomfortable situation I am, but I'm going to restrain that move. I'm going to restrain. Uh, the attack, I'm going to restrain the response because God has something he's, he's doing with me. So even though it's, it's uncomfortable, it's really just uncomfortable to my flesh. My flesh is being broken down. But, but when I'm weak, I'm strong. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, so, so I'm allowing some things that I wouldn't normally do. I'm patient more than I ever have been. I'm not quitting on the team. I'm not transferring to another location because God told me to be planted here because he was going to flourish me from here. See, so I'm operating in some uncommon power. Hey, when somebody does me wrong, I'm not vacating the premises. I'm loving them through it. The scripture says, uh, if you suffer for being wrong and you take it patiently, he says, you should. You, you, you were wrong. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give you a pass. You know, people do this like they, they, they dog you out and then you talk to them. Like, okay, I'm going to give you a pass for that attitude. Give me a pass. You was wrong. And the scripture says you should take that patiently. He says, but hey, suppose you're buffeted and it's unfair. Suppose you're treated wrongly and you're doing rightly. He says, if you take that patiently, that's thanks worthy towards God. Second Peter 1, uh, 19 and 20. Right? 19 and 20, somewhere around there. Right? That's uncommon, ain't it? But see, that forges, that, that digs our roots deeper in the power of God. 
Every time we do that, well, the scripture says pray for them that despitefully use you. Pray for your enemies. Pray for them that despitefully use you. That's uncommon. Because you think, oh, no, you're going to come at me like that. I'm going to come at you like this. But when we do it Christ's way, God's way, our roots get deeper. When, 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 when instead of turning and running, instead of looking at our circumstances like this is, this is, this is nothing I can do. I've been in this situation, this situation, a young man was in prison, and, uh, uh, but he likes, liked to cook. He just loved cooking. So he came out and started cooking. Now he's known all over the world. He's probably about 30-something years old. And I first heard about him. My son had, was talking to him, ran into him at one of his restaurants in Ohio and was talking, talking about him. Then everywhere I went, I started hearing about him. Somebody missing him. He's on this show. He's that show. But he, he didn't let his circumstances shake him to a point where he didn't stay locked in or moving towards what God had him to do. All right, so, so if, we can, um, if we can shift ourselves uh, maybe in the, in the upcoming weeks and give ourselves an opportunity to experience some uncommon power, get up out of our flesh. Stop feeding your flesh. The flesh doesn't allow you to be calm, cool, and collective under pressure. It just doesn't allow you. One of the things playing basketball over the years, when I first started playing, I was just, you know, I missed a shot because I was rushing, you know. <laughs> you know, pressure, right? You throw the ball away, right? And so one of the things I know how to do is cut out caffeine. It's just not good for me. Um, but I realized you don't rush out of a mistake. Just relax. And so, so I grew to be, to be able to handle pressure, right? And so God is trying to do that with us. He's trying to get us to handle pressure. We're, we're, we're reflexing too much. We're reacting too much. We're antsy. We have nervous energy because we're taking in too much of the world. If, 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 we, t- if we stop taking in the things of the world, our flesh won't have us uh, just, just rushing out of situations that really is to our benefit, right? There's things that's to our benefit. So, think through this, you know, as we're going to close out here and, um, with uh, Galatians 2.20. But think through this, you know, the, our audience is in our endorsement. So, sometimes we're not embracing the things of God because we have an audience. You know, an audience isn't necessarily an endorsement. A healed, delivered, transformed, uncommon audience is an endorsement. So just having a bunch of people, uh, that's not an endorsement, right? God wants people saved, changed, healed, and resurrected. So Galatians 2.20, we'll, we'll, we'll end with this. Um, it says this, it says, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Right? And so, we, so, so God wants us to decrease, by John 3.30, so he can increase. And so we'll be challenged in the next, next few months in our lives to decrease. And, and, and so the, the testing is not always going to be in a championship game. It may be in a little bit of game, maybe in some of the preseason games, some of the games along the way. But what are the preseason games? Just the conversation with the spouse, conversation with, the, with your children, 
conversation with your parents, right? Conversation with an employee. All those things, you're, you, you use it to, to, to train yourself to stay buried in God. Had a friend that played, we played ball together, and um, so we, we, we were recruited to this team. And so the first game, we played with the team, and we figured it out maybe five minutes into the game that the guy recruited us so he could have a bunch of, so he could have us to free him up to just shoot the ball every time he wanted because it was his team. And so every time he got the ball, he just shot the ball, every time. So we called a timeout, we were on the side, so my partner was like, oh, no, I'm not the one. He says, I'm out of here. I said, no, nah, we good. He, said, he says, how are you even dealing with this? I said, well, I just look at it as an opportunity to, to exercise my patience. When, uh, when else am I going to be exercising it? So it was just a basketball game, no big deal, but it was an opportunity for me to exercise patience. Uh, we were talking to, to Hope the other day uh, when I worked in corrections. It really taught me to be disciplined in things of God because I would walk in and I pleaded the blood over the doorpost before I walked in. Great day, great day. But if I forgot to do that because I was, I was coming up into being consistent in things of God, forgot to do that, terrible day. And I'm not saying terrible day like, oh, it's just a lot to do today. No, I might end up on the investigation because I had to restrain somebody, all types of stuff. And, I, and so it trained me to what? Keep every atmosphere covered with the blood. Just, just some of the little things, some of the little things. And so, so, so as we think about uncommon power, uh, we're not necessarily going to talk about this next week. Uh, bury ourselves in Christ. Uh, we were listening to a song, and if you can cue that up, we were listening to a song this morning, and it just, it just got me excited uh, every time I heard it because it's, it's called, uh, called the blood, but it's the blood still, it's still the blood or something, something like that, but it's by Maverick City. Now, it's, it's, it's still is a part of it. It's, it's the blood still rises or something like that or whatever. So, so there's a lyric in the song that says, uh, uh, if you're looking for me, I'm under the blood. <laughs> if you're trying to find me, I'm under the blood. And see, so, um, so if the blood is our protection. So remember they had to put the blood over the doorpost? But imagine somebody ran outside. The blood was where? On the doorpost. In the shelter they were at. So imagine somebody got, uh, they hear people screaming. You're in the movie, right? You just tinker ah, ah, And it's like, it's coming to get us. You know, the angel of death was coming through. It's coming to get us. And it's like, uh, you know, you see all the movies where, you know, they go, stay down here. And the person goes, no, nah, let's go. Boom. You know, right, right, right. But, but what, what that song is saying, hey, stay under the blood. Right? 